guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. And today, guys, I found an article. You know, I was sitting down doing nothing with my life. You know, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go so drastic. But let's just say I was uh, a little bit out of the funk. Sometimes I'm in the zone. And then when I get out of the zone, it's I wouldn't say it's very difficult for me to get back in. But it is a little bit overwhelming to intake a lot of bullshit information. But for some reason, I typed in some keywords and I found something. I found an article that I published on a garbage blog. Okay. Now, the reason why I call it garbage is because this specific individual and, you know, the people who he associates with, they perpetuate the racism or they perpetuated the racism in Thailand at the time. Now, I published this blog the 5th of November of 2015. And, you know, he asked me, he came to me and he was like, you know what, Arsenio, I know you're very busy, but I would love for you to write about your experience, you know, being an African-American here in Thailand. Now, I scrolled down, before I even get into the beginning of this, I scrolled down, and I am amazed at the amount of love that I received Except only one comment, which he was like, oh, well, you know, most black people who come here are scammers. And I'm like, yeah, most white men who come here, they're either sexpats, which is like an expatriate, but they're a sexpatriate. They come here to live here and have sex with as many women as they can. And they end up, uh, well, a lot of pedophiles too, especially at the place that I was working at during this time frame in November of 2015. And so it's like, yeah, if you want to say that, okay, well, lots of prime ministers are assholes. Uh, America's head of state is blatantly racist. I mean, do you want to just state the obvious? To to pinpoint and say, well, you know, in the you know, in the defense of Thai people, a lot of black people, you know, do come here and they commit scams. And I'm like, yeah, a lot of pedophiles do come here and have sex with children in Klong Thai. So what the fuck's your point? Like, like you're that's the justifiable type of garbage. That perpetuates this nonsense. But again, that's just one stupid single comment from a while back, right? So, la la la, that's the end of it. But I just loved going back and looking at my rhetoric, right? And just to let you guys in on my world, a lot of you don't know what I had gone through. Some of you do, and some of you are still around, but some of you don't. And so there were times where jobs, I would apply for jobs here in Thailand. And it's not an experience thing, it's a skin thing. I've seen people in from Switzerland, Sweden, and other parts of Europe get jobs because they're white and they couldn't even speak English. They get a higher paying salary than, uh, you know, a higher paying salary than people like me because they are white. But some of these email replies were very, very disheartening. They would say, do you have a photo? Uh, they would say, we requested a photo. Can you please send it to us? Thanks. Can we see your passport, please? The data page. Thanks. This was a year prior to that. I remember I did an English camp. And this English camp, I did it with, you know, two people I met at the time where my mindset was completely broken. So when you meet people or get a job when your mindset is broken, you're still clinging on to that dead trash. And that's why racism just kept happening up until 2017 when I buried it. And then when I finally moved here to Bangkok. And then was me going through everything this year, you know, mentally and finally having that awakening. But when I went to this language center 
It was through a friend. I remember walking in, and that was the most unwelcoming experience I ever had. I saw those two office, you know, the front office staff. They just looked at me. Some of them looked at me with their their mouths open. Some of them looked at me like I was the biggest drug dealer in the world, like I was Pablo Escobar. Like I was one of the warlords and dictators of the last 100 years from Africa. Like, that was the shit I had to deal with. And this was 2014, again, at the height of racism in this country. And so I remember we did that English camp, and he realized how fucking amazing I was. And this language guy, the the, the guy, uh, the owner of this place, he was very adamant. He was like, oh, well, he's black. You know, we want white, you know, we want white teachers. And then finally, when he realized all the students loved me, and he heard the ovation that the students had given me, he was like, oh, shit, he's way more popular. He's way better than these other white teachers. He had no shit. And it's funny because probably about one week or two weeks later, he ended up saying, hey, you know what, uh, can we have your passport page just so we have it on file? And I'm like, why does he need my passport page? Now, a lot of people would say, oh, it's because of this, it's because of that. Yeah, by all means. But I've heard that over the last, uh, like prior to that. Now, remember, this is 2014. Just a month, two months, three months, four months, five months prior to that, these were the same questions that I was getting. And so it's just what I had to go through during that time frame, it was so difficult. Even when I got that job that I finally left in November of 2017, I walked in there, the British, I mean, not, oh my God, no. The, the guy from New Zealand, he looked at me, he said, so what do you think about, you know, is it difficult being, you know, African-American working here? And I told him everything. He's like, just to let you know, there is racism that lingers around around here. And I'm like, oh, he's talking about that bitch in the office that didn't even want to, didn't even want to come out and say hello or anything. She, it took her almost a year for that bitch to even speak to me. You education world, that's right. Took her a year, and then when she realized how I was in the corporate this and that, she started kissing my ass. But she was still two faced at the time because she was trying to do everything. It was, she was so two faced to the point she said. Uh, we want to know, you, you know, we want you to take the SAT. I said, uh, excuse me? Yeah, take the SAT. I said, most Americans don't even take the SAT unless they're going to university. Why do you want me to take that? But it was funny because she actually told the old British guy to have me take it. He's like, oh, this is just to identify to see if you could teach academic writing. I said, no way does the SAT even teach something like that. I said, if you want me to write a formidable essay so you can look at it and dissect it, et cetera, et cetera, I'll do that. He's like, oh, no, not like that. Let's do the SAT. How does that even measure one's intelligence? Are you kidding me? And right before I quit, like right before I quit, I think I took that at the time that I had already had that big, long discussion. And then about two months later, I mean, by that time, I had already quit in my mind. Two months later, I was like, fuck you guys. I'm out. And then that's when I posted a nasty blog, and luckily it got a lot of good plays and a lot of good views in regards to the nastiness that I went through out there. But guys, it's just to give you, not, it's not to show you anything. I remember, what was it? I came across a disgusting video, and this goes into everything else that I've talked about uh, in terms of the things that I had to overcome. And it's like my personal Everest, my personal Mount Everest. See, I remember at that time in 2015, when that movie Everest came out, okay, they were talking about uh, a couple of those guys, and then I found out about Edmund Hillary, him being, of course, the first one to climb Everest, I think back in either 1953 or 56, 
the, I remember hearing some, uh, you know, some of this music, and I remember seeing these Thai, yeah, these Thai climber, a Thai climber, first Thai man to ever climb Mount Everest. And I remember seeing these people, and Les Brown, of course, he was the voice over in this specific video, and he was like, "Why, why do people go through these things? Why did Nelson Mandela dedicate his life to defeating apartheid?" Why was it that Martin Luther King said, I had a dream, and he did everything for African-Americans? The, the, the likes of Rosa Parks saying no to those nasty-ass bus drivers out there in good old the south of ugly-ass America. James Farmer Jr. and Sr., who had to do everything in terms of the great debaters of Wiley, Wiley College. Man, the most prolific activists of all time that have separated themselves and the Tuskegee Airmen, right? The third, the 332nd fighter group that went through verbal hell to become one of the greatest, you know, during, I think, I forgot what it was. I think it was during World War I. And they became one of the, the, the greatest fight groups. And why do I say that? I don't say that from a war perspective because I'm completely against war, all war, period. But they they called them the Red Tails, the Red Tails of Tuskegee. And they painted those little things red, and they said, we are going to rebel. We want social reform. And so I thought about this, and I said, for all African Americans out there, that's why it, it, it makes me realize that there are other African Americans out there that, sold, that sell themselves out, that make us look bad. I think one is called uh, some kind of passport heavy. I think it, this fool named Jabril, he comes around ever so often. He probably makes one or two videos a year, and somehow this always comes up in my feed. And he's like, this is why I love Thailand so much. And it sounds like he's from America, but his accent is really off. And I'm like, dude, you are way blacker than me, and you're saying Thailand is wonderful? Not only that, but he went on to write an article Back in 2016 saying 10 reasons why all black men should go to Thailand. What asshole paid you that money to write that? To put us through that emotional... That, that put, it, it, What African-American would do that to another African-American? Say, yeah, come here, you know, because it's a, such a wonderful place. Just to put you through that guillotine of fucking hate. Are you kidding me? And this is why... Bringing everything full circle, seeing everything that happened in the past, but understanding myself. Guys, this is the world before personal development. See, just a month later from that, November 5th, going into probably about December 30th, December 31st, I still remember watching the Singapore Airlines, uh, you know, welcome to 2016 video. And I felt that it was the beginning of a new me. And it took three years, almost four years for me to get to where I am today. And so. I, I, I wrote something, and it says, embrace the good. I'm going to read this out for, the, uh, for you guys. Since then, back in November of 2015, I love reading my achievements at that time. Can you imagine? I've achieved greatness, I said. I've gotten some students into the top universities in the world. I instilled an insurmountable amount of confidence in some of the most shyest students to the point that they were able to initiate conversations with foreigners. You know, I've been able to show students the mastery of conversation. And so, out of seeing all that, I'm here at the highest point in my life. This is what I said in November of 2015. I said I was at the highest point in my life 
at that time, it was an achievement because what I had gone through then was, I'm talking about emotional guillotine. It was so much noise. It was so much hate. And remember, those were the most racist years in Thai history towards black people from 2013 leading into that 2016. See, this November 5th, this comes just months after, you know, people posting on Twitter or saying, oh, black people, guys, I've already been through this. I mean, probably right around this same time, this is when I was threatened by a Thai Airways employee saying she was going to get dangerous people to kick my face in. Guys, I'm just trying to tell you where I was and where I am today. I'm sorry, I quoted. What was that? You don't accept black people at your school? That's fine. One school's loss is hundreds of university graduate students' gain. Four years later, four years, a month, and five days after this being posted, I still remember where I was at that specific moment in my life. Like where I was, like what I was doing, where I was living, what I was feeling. This was just three weeks after I finally put myself through physical pain, a physical pain I've never felt before in my life, doing the Tough Mudder out there in Melbourne, Australia. When I came back and I was bringing that luggage up those nasty-ass footbridges out there in the outskirts of Bangkok by the name of Ronson, I remember I said, Arsenio, you're a fucking badass now. You're Tough Mudder. You're a Tough Mudder. What you went through, that pain you went through, not many human beings in the world can go through that. But then if you actually look at the psychological pain that I had to go through, there's not a soul that has my story. Why did I end up going into a podcast and doing these things? It's because I knew that this life was no longer about me. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, I was complaining a little bit, talking about just about every single detail, especially in my workplace. It was funny because that's the only experience I can use is from 2013 to 2016, what I experienced here. Sure, I could have gone back to the likes of Australia, talked about the garbage dental assistant environments that I used to teach in and the fools back there in America that I used to work at at the College of Southern Nevada. Sure, I could have done that, but I needed to talk about the ugly. I'm talking about the real ugly. See, I was just the innocent boy back in those days. I never said black, 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 black. I never believed that shit. I said, you know what? Nah, man, you know, we're, we're, we're people. We're people until I actually went through that. Then I realized what Americans and, of course, Caucasian America had actually done to our image worldwide for us to go through this. Even to say that, there was a story on this same article. I'm not going to pin it up because this guy doesn't deserve that. But this comment a guy posted, he said, man, I had a friend out there, British guy, African descent. He was walking down the street in China. Lady saw him. She ran across the street, started screaming at the police, and started pointing at the black man. What did she say? Arrest him. Why? Because he was black. A lot of you are like, what the fuck? I'm telling you. Now, am I, am I placing blame on all Chinese people? No. But I'm blaming the entire society. And, of course, you guys look at And this is why it is extremely difficult for me to see eye and eye. Now, this year had to mark, mark the first time that I spoke to three Chinese people. One is actually, he published uh, my, you know, my ESL podcast onto this website, which I'm unbelievably grateful for. And, you know, I met the, when, when, oh my God, was she a delight. Uh, you know, she's a consultant. She's been living out there in Europe and me and her, we just clicked on so many cylinders. I'm just 
grateful for her, like super grateful for her because she is a feisty one. So it's not so much about the nationality of the country or anything, but to see I and I with people, whereas you have other people in your country that do that shit. And not only that, guys, there are millions of stories, but it's not so much focusing on the negative, but what, what can we learn from this? Oprah's punk ass. I'm going to say punk ass because, of course, Oprah, I really don't know what she had done, you know, for, let's just say, all African-Americans. Uh, but she did go up against all the odds, and she did silence her critics in terms of her being a, ra- a, a radio host and a TV personality. But she said, oh, if you're a black man in America and you make it, you can make it anywhere in the world. You have lost your fucking mind. You are not, you are so detached from reality. See, in America, see, I could go back there. I could go into a Starbucks. I could start writing. I could get onto a call and talk about a variety of things that people would look at me and say, dude, what does he do? You are so, oh, uh, people are interested. They don't really care so much about that. Unless you go to the rural parts of America. I don't know so much about the rural parts of America. But you acting like you go into America and someone runs across the street, points at the police, and, well, to a certain extent, I guess that does still happen a little bit. But it just depends on the country where I live, both in Las Vegas, in the outskirts of Phoenix, you know. Hawaii's not really part of America, but I've never really experienced that. Now, once you step foot in Thailand, you experience it all. They're going to look at you. They're going to ask you angrily, why are you here? And guess what? That that uh, the, the, that fair skin complexion family that sit that's standing right behind you waiting for you, they're gonna greet them with all smiles. That's just how these people view life. But you mustn't take it personal. See, I took it personal for a long time. Because at the end, if you look at some of these 40s, 50s, 60s, doesn't even matter how old they are. But if you look at some of these people, they need to be heard. They're in pain. To hear some of these things and to see all the things that I've seen and been through and all that. But now to see who I am on this day. Whew, my first international speaking event. Was able to stay at well, you know, one of the hotels that was on my 101 goals list. Not only that, but marking off 10 things off my 101 goals list. Um, Getting about what, like I think seven to eight different workshops. Five companies. And so now I'm like, you know what? Okay, let's bulk, let's bulk this up. I want to aim for three speaking engagements next year. I want 15 companies. I want three different types of, uh, I want to be a consultant for three different types of, uh, you know, I wouldn't say agencies, but, you know, I want to consult people in terms of different fields. Um, And I want to have online clients. I've doubled up. I'm not even going to double up. I'm going to triple up on everything. Not only that, but everything in my bank account right now, I'm just envisioning triple because I'm not going to sell myself short anymore. And guys, if we just go back to what I had to go through, be prepared. It's a tough society. Why in this country? What you become in the process is more important than the dream, the character you build, the courage you develop, the faith that you manifest. If you want to make it happen, it's you. I put that quote on that blog. See, that was the beginning stages of me. And then that's when I started climbing out of everything because I was no longer a victim. Not from this point. This is this was only the beginning. 2016, oh yeah, it was still a little bit rough. 
okay, yeah, I was able to go to Bali and do this, and I went to Vietnam. Fantastic, fantastic. 2017, that was a really tough character-building year, but I went to the Maldives, and I was able to do this and that, and 2018, that's when I came here. Finally, 2019, I settled down, I started seeing everything, and now I'm free. I'm no longer, I'm no longer, like, stripped down. I don't have those shackles on anymore. So what you guys can take from this is, boy, there's going to be a whole lot that life or whatever you want to call it throws at you. But see, this is why I documented my journey. And going back to where my mindset was November of 2015 and seeing how that rhetoric has changed, it is a true blessing. So, guys, on the eve, I'm talking about we're just two weeks away from the gorgeous festive. And I am so unbelievably grateful that I've been able to overcome myself. So, guys, stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.